Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's going on? It's your man, Chad, here. You are back. Live and in effect with the Life, Love, and Hustle show. And today I'm joined by... By a young fella, I call him a young fella. He's like four years younger than me, so that's a young fella. This young fella out of New Jersey, um, I met him a while back uh, through my man Kaleem Johnson. And every time he opens his mouth, uh, I always find that we have a lot in common, and he's got a lot of wisdom. He talks like an eighty-year-old man, even though he's only about like forty-four years old. But uh, it, to to call him. A personal trainer is to severely diminish all that he is, but um, he is a fitness coach. He is a wise man. He's a, he's a he's a husband. He's a father. He's so many things. And I wanted to introduce you uh, to this to this guy. Such, such a great guy. Such a great mind. Such a great spirit. And we're going to talk about the psychology of change today. Um, and I think you're going to love what he has to say. So help me welcome Mr. Manly Mike. Hey, what's up, everybody? Chad, thank you for that introduction. Uh, thank you to the Life, Love, and Hustle Studio podcast. Uh, it's an honor, uh, especially with the little time that I've known you. You have also been monumental for me because uh, you've done a lot of things successful, even in your own space. And I'm looking forward to building and um, growing together with both of us as men, man. This is going to be great. Here's your virtual high five. Ready for it? Yes. <laughs> virtual <laughs> high five. Kirk Patrick. <laughs> well, listen, well, feel free. Introduce yourself uh, to everyone uh, in case people don't know who you are. You know, Tell them who you are and what you're about. Okay. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Michael Hunt. Uh, on social media, you, can, you will see me as Manly Mike. Um, I hold uh, a bachelor's degree in biblical studies held numerous personal training certifications. Um, I'm a man that is constantly trying to grow and get out of my comfort space of uh, of just being mundane or, uh, and I look forward to growing. I'm realizing that life is always, there's always an opportunity for growth in life. And uh, I embrace every facet of it and willing to learn, willing to grow and also willing to share. So, uh, that's one in a nutshell. Uh, majority of my expertise is going to go for building the mental, physical, and spiritual aspect of us as people. I love that mental, spiritual, and physical. Um, a lot of people don't realize that when you're looking for change, no matter what that change is, it all ties together. You know, a lot of times, if you're looking for physical change, like you and I um, have been helping people do. Um, you know, me in my former life as a 25 year fitness coach um, and you right now doing what you're doing as a fitness coach. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's just a matter of you go to the gym, you get your reps in, you, you know, you eat the right meals and, and, and it's a wrap. But it's a lot more to that. You know, it's a lot more than yes. just those actions. You know, you know, speak a little bit on that from your experience. Yes. So like uh, even from the physical, people always think that it's the gym, but in essence, 
it's about 20 or 30% of the journey. Um, the first things that I do just as a coach, uh, I ask the person, how much are you sleeping? Mm. Then I ask them, how much water are you drinking? And then I asked them about their stress levels. Uh, there was a commercial back in the day where it was uh, stress raises cortisol. Cortisol equals belly fat. And then it was introducing a supplement. Um, if you're not regulating your stress levels, if you're not watching what you put in your mouth, and you're not taking enough time to rest in the midst of all the chaos and work, you may very well get results, but what is the lifelong results that you're going to be getting? Uh, you haven't prepared yourself for the long haul and all of the things that we tend to overlook and undervalue, even though we should overvalue those things. So uh, to set up for change, you got to look at the, the things that you are absolutely doing wrong. What are you undervaluing? Uh, and uh, set, a, set aside a plan to hit in all aspects in order for you to grow and be the best person that you can be. You said, you said the right word, you said plan. So um, planning is super important when it comes to change. And I would consider that to be the first step if you really wanna make yes. any kind of change, if you have to have a plan. Um, yes. A lot of times I think people, um, they have these ideas on what they wanna do, and um, you know what? I can't remember. I can't remember who said it, but there was someone who said, and it, um, and I kept it. I said that um, a goal with no plan is a, is a wish. Right. Oh yes. yes, a goal with no yes. plan is a wish. <laughs> I think I have to. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Go right there. You can keep that. It's yours. I, I'm I'm giving it to you today. I'll say it one more time. A goal with no plan is a wish. So. Um, in your experience, you know, how have you found the best successful clients um, have handled their their goals um, by by actually creating plans? How do you help them create plans to get to their goals? So, um, see, I love this question. Uh, we as personal trainers have an opportunity to. Uh, to be master, well, I don't even want to say be masters, but to have so much knowledge in different avenues of change where, like I said earlier, uh, how are they sleeping? What what are they putting in their mouths and how are they handling stress? And we map out everything. So um, just for the physical aspect, I asked for a person to give me a printout of everything they eat. I don't care whether it's good or bad. I want to know all the way down to if you're chewing gum. I want to know all of it. Why? Because it builds a mental Rolodex of when is your stressful times at work? Because if you're not smoking, you more than likely may be chewing gum because you want, you need the activity. And then we plan. So uh, with just us as trainers, I tell somebody, if you're going to take something away, you have to replace it with something. So um, <clears throat> We tweak food. So all of that is part of the plan. If you don't have a plan to, and also being transparent about what are your negatives, what are your positives, um, you can never go forward with it. So I need to know all of it. And I need the can I need somebody to be candid and vulnerable in order for that to happen. 
Uh, and that's the process. You've got to be vulnerable. Yeah. You've got to be open. If you're paying somebody to help you go to the next level and you are not open and honest and vulnerable with who you are, you'll never reach your full potential um, in regards to becoming a better person um, in, in life, whether short term or long term. So uh, map out everything, map out your strengths, map out your weaknesses, map out who you want to be um, six months, year, two years, five years, and 10 years moving down the road. And then a plan of action that is reasonable and attainable. Um, so all of that comes with us as being physical trainers. Like that's the, that's the core of the physical, but then we realize that's, that's exactly the same in fitness term. We call them macros, the same macros we need in order for us to become better people too. We got to know what those elements are. And if we need more of one and less of the other in order for us to be the, the word, I guess, optimal, the most optimal person we can be. Yeah, that's that's 100 percent facts, man. You just gave about an hour's worth of content. And just in the past, <laughs> in the past three minutes, I'm over here. Right. I don't even see by now. I'm over here writing notes <laughs> right now. I'm, <over> here. <laughs> I'm writing notes right now. So, man, God, you said so much right now. I don't even know where to, where to get on that. But you, you, you said um, be able to be candid and vulnerable. Now, that's not a trait that's common in people these days is being able to be vulnerable in yeah. general and being able to be trusting in general. So um, no matter what the goal is, um, I think you've got to be very, be able to be candid and vulnerable and honest with yourself. Um, yeah. A, because, you know, a lot of people will make excuses for why they are the way they are, why they can't do what they think that they can't do. And then they get into the, the bad habit loop and, you know, a, yeah. a failure loop. I want this. I'm going to do it. I didn't do it. Here's my excuse. Back to, back to the drawing board. You know, yes. so how do you, how do you recommend that people can begin to be really honest and really vulnerable, like with themselves, first of all, and then with whoever they decide uh, to make their coach or accountability partner? So um, the first step, like, uh, I'll speak personally. Um, we all, uh, I think sometimes we all, uh, we lie to ourselves so much about uh, who we are just presently. And then we, we want a future goal, but not weighing the cost of what needs to happen. So in, in mapping it out, um, and I think what you're saying is like, okay, how can we build an action plan from start, from the very start and, and moving forward? Um, especially with an accountability coach, um, physical is easy for me. So let's start with the things that I know I struggle with, uh, I, as a black male, I tended to want to go the academic route on things. And I didn't have anybody in my spaces that looked like the person that I wanted to be, mm. or wanted to grow to be. So I had to, or I, but I had to go into unique spaces to ask for that help because yeah. the space that I was in, there was nobody there. 
So I had to be tired of myself enough. I'm sick and tired of being who I am in this space, whether it was financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, that I needed to ask somebody that was in this space that I wished to obtain. So that's the accountability coach right there. If you're in a space where you're dealing with depression, um, um, you find yourself in a closed off area, you don't want to, you don't want to interact with a person. If you want to be better, you have to jump that first hurdle of asking for help. Um, my first person that I asked for help with physically, it was a coach in high school. His name was Mr. Mulder, and he showed me and a group of other men that was in our high school how to train properly. And then he took us through the ringer where within two years, all of us had enough information, uh, stick-to-itiveness to where we all could have been personal trainers. And these are football track coaches. So that same template was the same thing that I used throughout my whole entire life to be a better man, a better husband. But I had to ask for help. You have to ask for help. Yeah. If you, if you know you're in a space where you will abuse, let's say abuse or overutilize any person, place or thing in order for you to find temporary happiness, you need help. So I think that's the start. Um, did I answer your question? I think I did. Yeah, you did. 100% you did. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, wait uh, a minute. If you're not answering the question, I'll cut you off. Trust me. Don't believe you know what I mean? don't, Please, please do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like one of those, uh, one of those uh, political commentators, you know, those moderators. Did, sir, 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 if you can yeah. answer the question, sir, if, if you could just, you know. So oh, I now, love them. <laughs> oh, listen. And we're about to get into my season, man. I love political season. I can't wait for this election. Oh, yeah. I'm about to be in my championship season right now. I can't wait, you know? So, so getting back to the actual topic, <laughs> I'll go off on a tangent, man. So um, I guess um, following up on what you just said, the um, I know that you come from um, a background of, of faith studies, right? So yes. uh, yeah, you know, theology, the divinity studies. So how important do you feel like um, spirituality of some sort, maybe not getting involved in like organized religion, man, but how important yeah. is the, the spiritual aspect when we're talking about uh, desire for change? Yes. So, uh, you know, I feel that that's where we get our moral code, um, our ethics, if you will. So there's not going into one particular religion. That's not what this is about, but that's where you get your morality. That's where you get your ethics. And each one is does friends, family, uh, coworker. It's all designed to how you treat people. So it's it's a core basis. So think about it this way: if there's a man or a woman out here, and you don't have an ethics code, um, how will we know that you're trustworthy, you're dependable, that mm. we can depend depend on you in a work setting? depend on you in an emotional setting in regards to a relationship of being a friend, loved one, husband or spouse, husband or wife, 
how can we rely on you being a good parent? So like, I think that's, that's the first step. If I, if you, if you could steal from me, you could kill me. Mm. <laughs> you know, right. how we get, that's the basic level of ethics that we all should have. So I, I love that. And that also, we got to be truthful with each other. And we also got to be truthful with ourselves. Uh, we can't allow ourselves to sell ourselves for such a small price. If you sell, if you sell your soul for money, to me, that's a very small price. If you mm -hmm. sell your soul for fame and you give up who you are, the very nature of who you are, for any person, place, or thing, they say you haven't valued your, you haven't valued yourself enough. Um, I'm a husband. And me and my wife had a conversation. If I was to win $800 million and they say you can have all of this money tax free, right? The whole lump sum, you can, you won't, you won't have to give any away to the state for taxes. Only thing you have to do is leave your wife. I will throw that money in their face because relationship is more valuable than a good or a trade. So that comes with having a strong core value. And I think being faith-based, uh, it brings you that. You learn what you're willing to give up for, for whether it's a good reason or a bad reason. Um, so it's, it's, it's key, it's core. Every relationship starts with some kind of moral code that we have to have uh, in order for us to grow and have more of a meaningful relationship. Yeah, like what are your values? Like, uh, I your values affect your motivations. So, yes. if I if, if I want to change just for purely selfish reasons, like for example, um, there was an organization that I worked with for a while. It was called Strength to Serve, where that was it was a program that um, was focused on gym owners who wanted to be more who wanted to um, serve the community in, in, in meaningful ways. So the Strength to Serve organization lined up projects that usually involve some physical labor. So when we brought the program to my gym, you know, back when I had the gym, it was, we aligned ourselves with Habitat for Humanity. And every year we would, um, we would descend upon one of the builds in the area and we would just spend like a day and just do a massive amount of work in a day or we would find other projects to do and what i found was that that affected everyone's training so now we weren't just working out just to look good feel good and and set prs now we were working out to stay in shape for these projects that we had lined up Wow, that's great. So I think when you change your focus, it changes uh, it changes your performance also because now you're doing it for a reason. Like, for example, also, for example, um, we went to, when I first got introduced um, to the Strength to Serve program was when I was going to um, uh, a fitness conference. I, and I, I put fitness in quotation marks because we talk about a lot yeah. more than just, you know, the fitness business. We talk more Indeed. about like leader, leadership and service and um, self-development, but every year we went, we had a massive service project that we did in this um, area of Phoenix, Arizona. And they had this organization that they 
they they got this parcel of land within this um, lower economic neighborhood, and they built a they built this huge community garden out there, and uh, it was cool because we went there and we were there for like six hours, and we were just working. We were digging up new plots. We were planting new stuff. We were clearing out rocks and just working. But nobody got tired because when we got there yeah. and we started working, you know, we you're know, working at a decent pace, but this little girl walks in and it's just smiling, seeing all this work going on in her neighborhood. And after that, it was off to the races, bro. Like, you know, we were just cranking out as much as we could the rest of that day because we were like, man, but that's what this is all about. Uh, then the following year we went back and she said, she said, because of that day, we saved them. Um, I can't remember what the amount of money was um, uh, in labor. And we put about three weeks work of work into that one day that we were all there. Wow. Uh, we were all there working and we did it again every year. And every year we came back and it was so much, there was, they made so much improvement. It was so cool seeing the fruit of your labor, man. So uh, I definitely Indeed. agree with you. You know, and it, it, when you have when you have a moral code, and when you can elevate um, your motivations to take it outside yourself, so you're doing it for yourself yes. is fine. But when you can find a way to make it to take that motivation outside your own wants and needs, when I mean, you can do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like because I want to build a business to elevate my family, or I want to develop a business. I want to make this much money so I can give th this much money to these efforts, man. So I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that's key. And what, what resonated the most with what you were saying, um, even I tend to shy away from training people just because they want six pack abs and whether we like it or not. Um, like you said, fitness is, with quotation marks, it can be, in a way, it's, it's, it's a vanity business where, you know, if, you're, if your main focus is just your aesthetic, there's a particular, there's a particular amount of vanity that we deal with because we know we need to look like we're trainers. But if that's the only thing, then you're going to fall off your diet, when, nice. especially when it gets hard. Especially when you have hunger cravings and you're wondering, well, why do I have to go and put in this amount of work? But if you have that kind of motivation, all right, I'm, I want to be in shape so that I can make my community better, then that's enough. That's more than enough reason to get up and bed, to work harder. And you also see the byproduct of what that hard work looks like. Um, I like to tell all of my clients, I don't care how much you weigh. Once when you have a mindset and build a plan and you start to say, I do not like how I look and I am going to change it, you now become that, and you're a rare air, only 30% of United people living in the United States are working to get in shape or is in, in, in shape bracket in regards to a BMI or body fat percentage. I treat all of my clients just like they're a peer. And I give them as much, much knowledge as possible to say, even though I may look like an obtainable goal to you, 
we still are in the same area because we still are trying to grow and become better. So now you build the incentive and inspiration like that, along with what you just said, I've written down the organization to see if it's here in New Jersey, because, <laughs> you know, us, us being strong and also like for the spiritual aspect of it, if, you know, um, one scripture says he calls the young because they're strong. So young is just a frame of mind. So if you are able to do, you should yeah. not rest on your laurels, but if you are able to give, give. Uh, man, you have me excited with just that organization. <laughs> I'm, I want to look into that one. <laughs> well, I, I think it may have been a, one of the many victims in our industry of the pandemic. I'm not sure, but uh, if you're interested in that, I can uh, connect you with the founder. Uh, great guy. Real, really, really a sharp guy, too. Uh, yeah, really great guy. Definitely. So, yeah, man. So uh, the spiritual aspect is definitely important. Um, so when we're trying to put things all together, like what, what would you, what could you recommend to people who are hearing this right now as a step-by-step -step process to creating real change, no matter what their goal is? Good. Um, one would be like uh, earlier, like we said, asking for help, realizing that you do not have everything that it takes in order for you to, uh, to change, to become better. Um, two would be, there was a book uh, that I loved. I forgot the name of the author. He was called, uh, it was called Being the Essentialist. I love referring back to this book. And it's just mainly, what is your primary concern? You have to be able to do a personal inventory and weed out all of the time blockers, all of the things that is designed to waste your time. We all got to do it. So whether it's, um, I used to love video games. And once when I needed to get the education possible, I had to cut out video games. So uh, maybe while playing like two hours a week, that was all the more time that I could have used to uh, reading, studying, praying. So number two is do a personal inventory of yourself. Right. And then three would be to start scared. Mm. To start scared. Mm. Almost every decision that I've made that I knew I had to work towards a goal, I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay to have fear. More than okay. More than okay. And I think uh, that's the main part. Start scared. And then the last part, um, this is still a hard thing for me. Uh, but the best way I could describe it is uh, never look in your rear view. Never mm -hmm. look back. Never look back. Um, even currently, and I'm just for the physical aspect because we, we're big on this. If you lost three pounds in a month, you are three pounds lighter than you were last month. That is still a win. Um, and even if you find yourself where it's like, Dag, I, I really wish I, I could have done more. Never looking back will prohibit you from going back to those same emotional, physical, and spiritual triggers that we revert back to that results back to failure.
So never look back. Um, so those would be the first. Those would be the four. Um, ask for help. Um, do a personal inventory of yourself um, to weed out the good or the bad. Three is to start scared. I mean, utterly terrified, but start. And then lastly, never look back. Um, never look back at the person you was. I don't care if you started on your goal last week. You are a different person than what you was seven days ago. Yeah. You have to celebrate that. Uh, like the spiritual term is like righteousness, right? So when you think about what righteousness is, if you, both me and you, if we know we are, you know, they say men always cheat, right? If we're cheaters. <laughs> if you decide very next day, you know what? I do not like the ramifications of my cheating. I refuse to be a dog anymore. I'm going to stop cheating. Guess what? Tomorrow, you're not a cheater because you made up in your mind, I'm not going to cheat no more. And don't look back and revert to those same things that you did a mental inventory of that you needed to get rid of. Don't revert back to that. That was in yesterday. That was in the past. And pursue moving forward, being scared. So I think those are the four things that um, I, I live by. I grow um, every day of my life. Um, whether I'm a master in it or a novice. All of those have to be applied because when we all think about it, uh, whenever, uh, and you know, I'm going to ask you because you've, you've grown in spaces that most men would not want to give you accolades from. Um, what was the deciding factor for you, Chad, that made you jump out of your comfort zone and do something that you, you don't think you were prepared to do? Hmm. I think there's different points in my life to where I could say I have different catalysts. I would say um, when I first had the idea to entertain opening a opening a specialization gym like I did in Hagerstown, I which is that. probably one of the most economically depressed areas in 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 Maryland, um, but. Someone told me it was a pastor of mine a long time ago named Pastor Terry Broadwater. Rest his soul. Um, he said, when God gives you a dream, don't you dare ignore it. So oh, yes. I was I was I was given a clear vision of 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 being a gym owner, of, of having a certain um look, a certain feel, a certain culture. And um I told my training partner at the time, I said, Hey. By the time I'm 40, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my own facility because we because we, we were both training out of uh, the Gold's Gym at the time. We were both tr trainers mm -hmm. and we used to work out together, and we used to go raid uh, the sushi buffet at least twice a week together. <laughs> they used to hate seeing us coming in that joint, <laughs> but I I just had it in my I I had a I had a goal, and um, later on I didn't even think about I didn't think about that statement, but he remembered that statement. And when we opened the gym, he said, I don't know if you remember or not. He said, but years ago when we used to work out together, you said that by the time you were 40, you were going to have a gym. And he said, he said, how old are you? So the um, 40, he was like, look at that. He said, look at that. You said, well, you said you were going to have a gym. You told me that years ago, but before you were 40, you were going to have a gym. I don't know if you recall that or not, but that's exactly what you told me. Um, and I think, and also, unfortunately, you know, again, being a victim of 
um, of pandemic, you know, we had to actually shut down the gym. Now, that moment for me was a very emotional moment because it was almost like, it's almost like, you know, like killing your child, um, yeah. it, you know, of, of all the time and effort and uh, emotional roller coaster that you go through being a business owner. That was, it was probably one of the um, most uh, emotional moments, emotional decisions that, that I've made. Um, I say I had a couple of crucial moments in my life. Losing my mom was first. Um, the, uh, deciding on, you know, the divorce was second. Yeah. And three was closing my gym. Three severely e emotional, traumatizing moments in my life. And wow. it pretty much like I, I swore off I was never going to open another business. I was never going to be an entrepreneur. I was just going to like, you know, find us like Ric Flair told uh, Sting, find something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I also said I, I'd never get married again. I would never do all these things ever again, you know, but what happens is, you know, as you go through, you know, time heals all wounds and yeah. um, working with a therapist, um, I began to uh, get rid of all these negative connotations to two of these traumas in my life that began Ooh. to reopen possibilities again, things that yeah. were locked and things that I said I would never do again, you know? So, so it's I, I respect what you saying, even in, you know, um, major shouts to your other half, y'all are producing some dope content. I'll share a personal one out there for everybody. So I knew when I was 13 years old that I was supposed to marry my wife. It you was said that before. A, I love hearing that. Yes, it was a clear dream. I just as we are speaking now, I heard that, and you know, going through high school, me and my wife was good friends, and and everything like that. Fast forwarding to a point where I'm in my early twenties, I was relationship by committee because my heart was broken, and uh, I was dating multiple people. And then here comes my wife that's saying, hey, let's start this relationship over again. I was to the moon excited, <laughs> but I practiced so much in my life by having so many different partners that it was hard for me to resist. So I already had self-destructive tendencies I needed to get rid of. And when I say asking for help, the same way you said with the therapist with your divorce chat, I went to see a counselor and I had to be honest. Listen, I, I aside from when I was dating her in high school, which really didn't matter, I cheated on every single relationship I was in. I have no idea how to be a monogamous man and I need help because I know that if there is a God, that this God told me that that is my wife. I know that clear. So help me to be a better man. So you brought up a great point about, uh, there was a, uh, a, a sociologist that said, in order to get healing, you would need one of the three keys. You would either need a professional, you would need a pastor or a spiritual guide or a pill. Mm. All three you need guidance on and help with. 
either a professional, a pastor, or a pill. Mm. So that goes from like handling the emotional balance that you may have in your body that may cause you to do certain things, the chemical imbalance, um, to the spiritual imbalance that you may have, where your heart may have one uh, way of doing things and your mind may have another one and it takes realignment for you to become a, a true, cent truly centered person and also a professional, another friend or a uh, your social space to make sure you are all like-minded in regards to um, pursuing a goal. All of those three things. So you either need a professional, a pastor, or a pill to be able to reach it. But we, ha I thank God that in 2023, we are, us as men are talking about on a, pa on a podcast that both of us have sought help and is currently seeking help in regards to whatever emotional traumas we may have. That could be in the past and in the present. So I, I, think, I think that's dope. What I found, what I've learned about myself and what I, I think what makes me a better coach now is that, uh, you know, I'm not in the uh, fitness space anymore, but I'm in the uh, love coaching space now uh, yes. with, with, with Renee, who you, who you know. What I found makes me a better coach now is that I have a better understanding of the value of recognizing triggers right acknowledging yes. traumas and and uh acknowledging triggers so if you know like me i was a bullied kid when i was little so um my triggers tend to be uh interpreting things as disrespect right yes. or 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 trying to make me feel small that's when i get defensive right and 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 that's when i can close up and, or you know and begin to go on the offense you know, yes. so uh, that's when my um, empathy turns off and my intellect turns on and I'm going to straight like, like break everything down, you know, Indeed. so, right. But, you know, but, but once I, but once I, well, when I got help and I understood that everything made so much sense, it was almost like I was breathing fresh air for the first time in years because I didn't understand um, why. My, why my ex-wife didn't understand me. And I could begin to accept some of the fact that I didn't understand me wow. completely. So if I don't understand me, how could somebody else understand me? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think if, if you're talking about um, you, you haven't been able to do the right things eating wise, well, what are your triggers? And what are those triggers connected to? You know, were you rewarded with food as a child for every accomplishment? You know, did you always yes. celebrate with food after every uh, victory? So it, 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 with, any, with any kind of change, you got to examine what happened in your childhood and then what Ooh. triggers those negative responses also. Yeah, you you brought up, uh, that was a great point. Um, one therapist said, wherever our emotional triggers are when we were children, that's where we stopped in regards to maturity. Mm -hmm. So we still are in that space. Like I, for one, was bullied in school and I played football. I was the, I was kind of the fat kid. I had a, a older brother that's a year and a half older than me. And even when he had a gut, he had a six pack or eight pack. <laughs> so, you know, we would play, we would play, we would play sports and it was like the shirts and skins. And I'm like, oh God, please don't let me take off my shirt. 
because, you know, I, I don't look like everybody else. And it wasn't until um, I was in high school and I got bullied and on the football team. And I determined that next year, I'm going to go back to that bully and I am going to blow him up on his football field. So like you said, like uh, I was short tempered. So I literally engulfed myself in my rage for a whole summer while training. And when I got on that football field and me, I, we, it wasn't even our turn. I pushed four other people ahead of me in line and I blew this guy up multiple times and I let my anger erupt. That was a start of me abusing my anger and becoming short tempered. That's a that whole other discussion start. right there is the weaponization of your anger. Woo, Lord, wait oh, a minute. Yes. Hang on. Listen, we're going to say oh. that for another time. Well, listen, bro, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on today. I definitely, uh, any opportunity I get to talk to you, I mean, I love it and I'm down for it. Um, so if people want to get more information on you, your business, and even, you know, what you're up to, because you have a lot of stuff going on, where can they find more info about you or, or how can they reach out to you? Well, thank you. Thank you, Chad, again. And with the Life, Love, and Hustle podcast, uh, this has been great. Uh, thank you for your vast knowledge, and we will definitely do this again. Um, you can reach me on social media under Manly Mike. Um, I am producing content. I am in the process of revamping my website, but you can go to enftraining.com. Uh, I have training packages that will be open. Um, I also was a part of an anthology where... Uh, it was a book called Through the Fire, so you can be able to purchase that book. And I have a chapter in there that says, God help me to be manly. So um, I spoke about a few of those things uh, earlier today, but it was my process on seeing what true manhood looked like mm. when I was in a process of thinking I was a man by doing certain things that was just toxic. Uh, so you can be sure to check out that book, eandftraining.com. You can look at that up on the website and reach out to me on IG or Facebook under Manly Mike. All right, listen, y'all, check my man out. And as always, show some love to the show. Give us a great five-star, 10-star rating on whatever platform you're, that you're going to listen to this on. Uh, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, also, share it with your friends. Uh, share it with your family. You know, act like your mama raised you right. You know, treat us <laughs> nice. Isn't that Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that what you guys say up in uh, New Jersey, New York? You know, talk to me nice. Isn't that what you guys say? Yes, talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, listen, this is another episode down. Y'all be cool. Don't forget to go out there, live your best life, and hustle always. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.